Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. And happy Sunday. I hope you're breathing good. It's a beautiful, crisp day here in Washington, D.C. for the fall. And uh, hey, if you want to breathe better, a little idea. My friends at EnviroCleanse make the best air purifier I have ever experienced or put in my home. It is so good that the technology is used by Navy, the U.S. Navy, that is, the hospitals all across America. It removes those viruses and flus and COVIDs from the air, but also harmful toxins and dust and allergens. And uh, since I put it in my master bedroom, I breathe so much better. My wife does too. We highly recommend the EnviroCleanse air purifier. And here's how you get one with a huge discount because you're a John Solomon Justin News fan. Go to ekpure.com, ekpure.com slash just news and go check out the great offering they have there. You're going to get a special discount on the air purifier free fast shipping, and a special air monitor that will show the improvement in air quality over time when you use one of the EnviroCleanse air purifiers like I do. Go check it out. It is a great package. All right, folks, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to kick off with a little bit of Carolina news. That's right. South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson, one of the most innovative law enforcement officials in the country, he's taking the lead in pressing Congress and state legislatures and and the courts to come up with a strategy to adapt the laws to the 21st century so that artificial intelligence can be blocked from sexually exploiting children in this country. That is a noble cause. It's a must happen cause. And Alan Wilson's going to explain that and a whole lot more at the top of the show. In block two, Congressman Glenn Grothman, one of the most important voices in the Hill, going to talk about McCarthy's ouster, about what the new speaker needs to do to bring the party together, what uh, he's been doing on the border in some of the very big investigations that Glenn Grothman's doing. Good Wisconsin Congressman, he's going to join us in block two. In block three, one of our favorites, a good friend of mine personally, Devin Nunes, former House Intelligence Committee Chairman. He's going to weigh in on some of the scoops that we've had on Justin News, plus the a whole speakership drama in Capitol Hill. In the fourth block, we got a good one. One of America's most cogent movie makers, Dinesh D'Souza. He's got a brand new movie out. You don't want to miss it. It's about weaponization of government. He'll explain it all in the fourth block. That's a great one. And then we'll round up the show today with Tony Lyons, a man who has a lot to say 
about what's going on in the world today. Why? Because he's running the super PAC for Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Bobby Kennedy Jr. He is making waves on the Democratic side and in the among independents and even Republicans. Tony Lyons will explain why RFK Jr. is on a roll. We'll have that to round out our Sunday brunch edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll have Alan Wilson, Attorney General of South Carolina, up first right after these messages. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of Pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't. You'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. He's one of the most active and prominent attorney generals in the United States. He is South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson, and he joins us right now. General Wilson, good to have you on the show, sir. Hey, John and Amanda, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to have you on. It's an honor to see a lot of the work that you're doing. You just led a letter with all 50 states urging Congress to study artificial intelligence and to protect kids from the sort of exploitation that AI is almost certainly going to bring to the Internet. Tell us about that, why it's important. Well, actually, John, it was 54 states and territories, including the District of Columbia. It was unanimous. Wow. Um, I was really proud that it was a bipartisan coalition. I was proud to be part of the leadership team that led that letter. Um, I tell people all the time that AI in 2023 is to us what the Internet was in 1993. It is an innovative and disruptive 
uh, technology that is going to change the world. Um, AI in this particular case, and what this particular letter was addressing was how AI can make it easier to exploit children sexually. And what I mean by that is, is in many states and in federal law, it is illegal to obviously exploit an actual child for sexual purposes. Uh, however, AI would allow people to take pictures of children, say from a family album or from Facebook or Instagram, you know, at a family vacation or at camp, and then use AI to generate sexualized photos or videos of that child. Uh, you're not actually at, um, offending that individual child, but you're using a likeness or an image of them using AI protocol to duplicate that, and you're exploiting them. We need to make sure that the technology, or rather the law, has caught up with the technology of AI. Another thing that a person could do um, is they could create a, a fake child completely out of thin air, that a child that doesn't exist. You know, imagine a video of a 12-year-old child engaging in sexualized video and a sexualized video being on the internet, you haven't actually offended a child, but you have fed the demand for that type of conduct. So we're asking Congress to study that issue so that we can evolve this laws to catch up with the evolution of the technology. And we also want to do it at the state level. Yeah, common sense. Yeah, mm, it's stuff. terrifying. And it's, I think it's a cautionary tale to parents to be, you know, be wary of these types of things when they're posting pictures of their children on social media and such. But I want to talk about mm -hmm. another thing happening. I mean, our, our children, I think, are are becoming targeted on different facets or in different facets every day. But Tennessee just passed an Adult Entertainment Act, uh, 18 states, including South Carolina. This is to prohibit adult performances in front of children. I can't for the life of me figure out why they should be having strip shows in front of 10 year olds anyway. But maybe you can illuminate us. Well, I can't illuminate you as why people want to have strip shows in front of 10-year-olds, but I can illuminate you as to what happened and what the brief that I led was all about. Um, Tennessee passed a law basically saying you can't have graph sexually graphic entertainment shows in a venue, a public venue where children might be able to see it. These are shows that the law defines as things involving graphic nudity or nudity, uh, sexualized uh, conduct, uh, sadomastic conduct, things like that. Uh, groups obviously protested the law because they alleged that it uh, targeted drag shows, which I thought was interesting because it only talks about sexually graphic shows, but they think you're targeting drag shows. A, a circuit judge or a district court judge uh, enjoined that law from going into effect. I called the Tennessee AG, Jonathan Scrimetti, and said, hey, I'd like to lead a brief to support your efforts to get that law implemented because I think every state should have the right to pass laws that protects its children. And that's why we led that state amicus. Yeah, such an important argument and an important uh, case for, for the parents' rights. Uh, another place that you're intervening in, I think you've led a coalition of 25 other states in a letter to Pornhub's parent company that outlines concerns over the loophole to allow that company to upload whatever content they want despite state laws and prohibitions that are in place. Tell us why this is important. It seems like you've found a back door that needs to be closed. Yes, there are there are loopholes in, in the Pornhub uh, website where you can actually have videos of people that you can't actually determine that they are actually of age, that they are of, of majority age or over the age of 18. And we're asking Pornhub, uh, you know, someone can open an account using their driver's license or proof of that they are 18, but the actual participants in videos, uh, people engaging in that type of conduct on Pornhub, you cannot verify that they are in fact uh, over the age of 18 or that they're even consenting. You, you, you know, have child exploitation. You also have human trafficking. Uh, we want Pornhub to be a more responsible corporate citizen, not that you know, engaging in porn is responsible, but we want them to be responsible as it relates to who they allow on their platform. And that is why so many states have you know, joined in that letter, and we, we're waiting to hear from Pornhub right now. Uh, important.
Sir, what what is the fix for that? Because I've often wondered, you know, I, I don't go on porn sites, but, you know, if it's if it's a, a, a wine website or something and you have to verify your age, it's very easy to lie. You're just basically giving them a, a birth date and it can be a fake birth date with respect to how that is also used on adult websites. I mean, how, how do you fix it? How do you uh, how do you create a better and more fortified verification system for that? Well, what we're waiting to hear back from Pornhub is what do they intend to do? What suggestions do they have to verify that the participants in sexual videos on Pornhub are actually, in fact, people over the age of majority and not minors? Um, we're waiting to hear from them. The letter was intended to create a dialogue and a conversation. We want to ensure that minors are protected. You know, consenting adults can do whatever they want. No one's trying to stop that. But it's to start a conversation with the, the parent company of Pornhub. And we're waiting to hear back what they have to say in response to our letter. I'll be happy to come back on once we hear back from them to give you an idea of what they intend to do and then how we will respond to that. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, we're going to take you up and that's important. It's such an important issue and you really are mm -hmm. fighting for parents and children in so many ways. I want to turn to the border because you were one of the first attorney generals that we had on the show to really it, it, uh, instruct us on how much the open border was affecting people way inland. You've done a lot to uh, cut off uh, human trafficking and child trafficking, and all the things in your, that, that were coming north through your state to the northeast. Um, for the first time, Democrats are crying uncle on their own policies, from the New York mayor to uh, police departments in some of these urban areas. How significant is this sudden uh, shift in the Democratic Party that they're actually turning against their own president on the open border? Well, it's about time. I mean, what we've been saying for years is that every state is a border state when it comes to immigration policies. You know, people usually talk about the southern border or even the northern border with Canada that we need to secure. But every state has a right to be secure in its own borders. Uh, personally, I have had to deal with trafficking, not only human trafficking, uh, but Mexican drug cartels trafficking in massive amounts of fentanyl and other illicit narcotics into the state of South Carolina. We've had four cases just in the last year and a half involving the Mexican drug cartels using the open porous border orders to ship into South Carolina. I'm sure all of the other states are no different, uh, but I'm glad to see the Democratic states who are now feeling the burn uh, of their policies starting to change their tune. We wish they would have been here earlier, but they're here now, and we'll see what the administration will do. We obviously intend to try to hold this administration accountable for, and by the way, they have no policy on the southern border. Yeah, We'd like know. to see them implement one to begin with. Yeah, that's a right. good point. General Wilson, before we go, I wanted to ask you about a couple of free speech cases that you are fighting in the form of an amicus brief, one uh, in Ohio alongside A.G. Yost and then another one in Massachusetts. The one in Massachusetts, it's Massachusetts scares me a lot because this is a student who just wore a T-shirt to school that said there are only two mm. genders, which seems pretty common sense to me. Can you give us a little bit of insight into this case and what the results have been? Well, obviously, you know, th there was a, a district policy up there where a student was wearing a T-shirt uh, that said there are only two genders. As you said, the student was said that this violates district policy, school policy, and was prohibited from wearing the T-shirt. The student came back in with another with a with a similar T-shirt that said there are only two or there are only and then it said censored genders. So they censored the, the number two in a shirt, and it was kind of that student's way of making fun of the ridiculous policy and was told that he couldn't wear that T-shirt. While at the same time, the school district and the school is actually endorsing um, you know, other groups on, on campus of that particular high school, allowing them to talk about non, being non-binary on your clothing, allowing them to talk about the multiple amount of the numerous number of genders that, that exist out there. So they're actually endorsing a point of view, and they're trying to silence and censor another point 
of view that the school doesn't agree with. And that's a violation of the constitutional rights of students to, to speak their mind. Even when they're saying things that other people disagree with, they should still be allowed to disagree. And the school is putting their hands on the scales there. Amazing. You, uh, you're fighting on so many fronts. Uh, one other thing I just want to call attention to, because we see all this heinous crime going on in the country, particularly in places where there are mm -hmm. liberal policies. You've done a lot to really focus on the effort to help victims through these crimes and the aftermath. Often we forget about that in the media. We write about the crime story and we move on to the next one. Uh, you just right. distributed, I think, about $32 million of, of victim aid. Tell us why that's important, why it's novel, uh, the, the approach that you're taking. Well, a couple of years ago, South Carolina reformed the way that we do victim services in South Carolina, and they consolidated all the victim services um, funding under the Office of the Attorney General. We're now in charge of making sure that money gets from the federal government into all of the local communities so that victims of crime get the money and the services that they so desperately need. Folks are going to wear Glenn Grothman, Congressman from Wisconsin, important chairman of the House Oversight Committee, up next after these messages. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 
We're going to stay on the topic that everybody in the country is talking about. Yes, Kevin McCarthy ousted as speaker. We're still trying to figure out what the next steps are. That, and that includes even members of Congress. We're very lucky to have one of the key members who've been in the middle of all of this. He's also been in the middle of the Hunter Biden investigation and so much of the issues in the border. Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman joins us now. Congressman, thank you for joining us on such a busy day. Well, glad to be on the show. It's kind of a dark day for the Republican Party. Uh, you know, we had a speaker who I thought was doing a very good job of moving a conservative agenda, not to mention a speaker who, you know, between when he took over and now we've gained the majority. So I think both outside the building and inside the building, he was doing a, a good job. It's the first time in this country's history that something like this has happened, which is kind of hard to believe. And you'd figure if you're going to kick out a speaker halfway through the term, there'd be horrible examples of malfeasance. Right. But in fact, he, like I said, he's done a good job. He's been hardworking and eight Republicans decided to kick him out anyway. Yeah, it is pretty extraordinary. Just eight Republicans is all it took. Uh, I want to ask what comes next. Uh, what do you think happens? I, I talked to Congressman Nels just a few minutes ago. He said, I think we're going to end up with Kevin McCarthy in a few days, but we're going to have to go through the same process. What do you think happens next? Well, we're going to meet at 6.30. I assume, if not today, tomorrow or sometime, we'll have another vote. And I think we will be back where we were on January 3rd. I would expect Kevin McCarthy, I would hope Kevin McCarthy would run again. I think he'll win an overwhelmingly closed ballot vote. But then the question is, will 218 vote for him on the floor? And it's going to be thrown in the lap of these eight people. And we're going to say, look, you know, we have whatever it's going to be, 211, 212, we want Kevin again. Uh, are you prepared to vote for him as the rules have been probably since this country existed? Or are you going to say no? And then we'll see. Uh, Kevin in the past, of course, cut deals um, with some of these guys to get him to, to sign off on January. You really shouldn't have to cut deals, but uh, he may be in that position again. Yeah. By the way, you know, these newspapers and stuff around here, they always speculate on other people or who could replace Kevin. I've seen four names thrown out. I'm not gonna repeat any of them, but I'll tell you this, all four are not as conservative as Kevin McCarthy. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, um, yeah. Sir, I, you know, for a long time, there has been turmoil in politics. Voters are very skeptical about uh, their elected individuals, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat or independent or whatever the case may be. Um, today, obviously, was an unprecedented day. Regardless of which side of the equation you fall on, what do you think it says? I, I think there's a larger message about politics in general, about the fact that this is the first time that a speaker has ever been removed in this manner. Well, there are rules out there, and the rules exist for a certain reason. You know, you're never going to have, say, in our case, 221 people agree that the same person is the best person to be speaker. So there's an informal agreement that we yield to the minority or yield, yield to the majority of people within the conference. In other words, if somebody gets 170 votes, we all stick with that person and we're, we're all together so we can start and go. Um, I think it kind of goes down to maybe some selfishness in our society, inability to play by the rules, something like that, that this time you had eight people who wouldn't stick with rules that have been in existence uh, certainly for over 100 years. And uh, I, I guess it's a little bit me more than us that would cause somebody to do that. And uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, maybe Kevin hasn't done a good enough job of explaining to the public how conservative his speakership has been. But for someone who's been here 
whether you're talking about the border, whether you're talking about overwhelming government, uh, the amount of government spending, whether you talk about the amount of woke bureaucracy we're leaving, uh, uh, leaving behind, I think Kevin has, like I said, been very, very conservative. And he has gotten the more moderate Democrats or the Democrats yeah. in very, very difficult seats to risk their seats to take conservative votes. I mean, the other night on on discretionary spending, other than defense, veterans and homeland security, uh, Kevin got very moderate Republicans to vote the agencies by over 20%. I mean, you know, that takes a lot of leadership. I don't think I could have done it. I don't know they would have even encouraged some of our Republicans who got elected with 51 or 52% to vote to cut agencies by over 20%. But out of loyalty to, to Kevin, he did. I mean, I didn't think you would ever get those people to do that. So he's been a good leader in getting conservative votes out of people for whom it's very difficult to make conservative votes in the districts that they're part of. Yeah. What happens to the progress that we've seen? Because there are plenty of people who, who think that nothing's happened, but that's absolutely not the case. So what happens to oversight, investigations, impeachment inquiry? Does this completely throw a wrench in the wheel? Well, I think it stops things till we get a new speaker. Okay. And hopefully if Kevin gets in there, we can get up and running right away. The fear is that there's no speaker for two or three weeks. Eventually, some Republicans feel the pressure from back home because the people back home always say you should be more bipartisan. You should try to get along with people. And they cut a deal with the Democrats to kind of have a speaker or a co-speakers or something or other or an agreement in which the Democrats would have more power in the House. That power could be some committee chairmanships. It could be an agreement that Republicans, despite they're in the majority, will not do certain things. For example, we're turning off the investigations. That may be the price yeah. of continuing, uh, which would be a disaster if that is so. Also, as far as the people we're going to have negotiate with the Senate, when it comes to these spending bills, bills we call appropriation bills. Right now, we have a good, strong Republican teams looking to fight with the Senate, keep this woke stuff you know, out of the uh, federal agencies. Are we going to have to give up those seats? Are we going to have to put some Democrats in those seats? I mean, who knows what will happen? But what it, but if that does happen, it means strengthening the hand of the Democrats in the House of Representatives at the expense of the Republicans in the House. And I'll tell you, we want the Republicans in the House to be strong. We're all we have in this country as we're, you know, so ver on the verge of, I think, complete catastrophe. And whether we're negotiating about the border, we're negotiating all this race woke stuff whether we're negotiating on the size of spending, we want to come with a position of strength. We don't come, want to come in with a, uh, a position of weakness in which we kind of have a bifurcated speakership here. Hey, one of our best friends up next, so don't go anywhere, Devin Nunes, former congressman, former House Intelligence Committee chairman, the man who unraveled Russia collusion, and the man who now runs Truth Social, right after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. 
Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at TakeLean.com. That's TakeLean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at TakeLean.com. One more time, TakeLean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Welcome back, America. It's hard to believe now because most Americans accept that there's been a weaponization of our federal agencies against citizens from the Trump administration down to January 6th defendants. But five years ago, that wasn't really widely understood. And our next guest, well, he played a big role in educating the American public on this evolution of law enforcement into political weaponization. He's the former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, the man who unraveled the Russia collusion case and a whole lot more. He's former California Congressman Devin Nunes, the current CEO of Trump Media and Technology. Technology Group. Uh, Congressman, good to have you back on the show. It's always a pleasure to be with you and Amanda. It's kind of fun to watch today's uh, dynamic because uh, a growing number of even reporters are beginning to acknowledge now, hey, there's some unusual things going on at Justice and FBI. That wasn't the case in 2018 when you first shined a light on the FBI conduct in the Russia collusion case. Do you think we're reaching a tipping point now where an honest conversation is starting to occur about what goes on in DOJ, FBI, and quite frankly, down even to local law enforcement? I don't know, John. I mean, look, you're a, you're always an optimistic guy. That's what I love about you so much. Uh, and nobody <laughs> works harder than you and you you get to the story. But look, I, I just, um, you know, I've been around there. I know all the fake news guys. They're fake news and they're owned by billionaires or big corporations and they're not changing. As of yet, they're not changing. Now, will they change? Possibly, possibly. But 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 right now, I mean, you have companies that are to their detriment are, for example, refusing to advertise on anything that's that's deemed conservative. I mean, look, look at the big giant out there, Fox News. I mean, for for years, they have not been able to get kind of your everyday advertisers. A lot of people speculate they got rid of Tucker Carlson uh, to try to lure advertisers back. You have the same thing with with Twitter, with Elon Musk now trying to move to the left in order to try to get advertisers back. So, look, I 
I don't have any faith in the fake news, John, but I do have faith in just the news and, and you and your team. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, you, you mentioned the change that needs to happen. And I wonder, you know, with respect to what happened yesterday, was was that a catalyst for change? Because it seems like one of the major sticking points yesterday was the oversight that a lot of people thought was moving a little bit too slowly investigations into Jack Smith, everything happening in the DOJ and the FBI. And I think that that was one of the cruxes of what happened yesterday is that that wasn't a part of didn't seem to be a part of what ultimately became Kevin McCarthy's uh, list of priorities. Talk to us about that a little bit. And, and what's your perspective on what happened yesterday in general? Yeah, I mean, look, I and, and look I, and Monday, I'm going to have to disagree with you. At first, I disagree with John. Now I'm going to disagree with you. Um, this is unusual for me when I'm coming on your show to do this. But, but look, I think yesterday was a was a a bad day. Like nobody that has a, a clear mind and that has watched politics for a long time can say that what happened yesterday is normal. And it and there's no one that I know that's credible says that this is a good thing for the Republican Party. It looks ridiculous. Uh, this only happened because of a rule change. If you remember, we sat there for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was, waiting for Kevin McCarthy to become speaker. And remember, he had won that race in November in the Republican conference. So it really delayed everything up to two or three months, in my opinion, before the Congress could get organized. So that was the beginning of a disaster. Well, part of what McCarthy had to do is he had to give over to the people who refused to vote for him on the floor that he would be willing to uh, make it so that any member could bring this motion to vacate the chair at any time. So look, been around there long enough to know this was long in the making. It was long planned. I think that Kevin McCarthy probably knew eventually that, that, that this could take place. And, you know, look, look at really challenge who were going to be the guys that were going to go out there and, and really do this. And look, I guess you found you found eight of them who sided with Democrats. And and look, and I know almost all of those people and I like them. But at the end of the day, this is a team sport. Politics is a team sport. You need 218 votes to do anything. And I don't like and I've never liked when people promise things when you have a guy named Joe Biden sitting in the White House who's actually being his puppet strings are being run by Obama. You have a Senate controlled by a guy named Chuck Schumer. And I don't like when our people say, well, the Republicans, they control the purse strings in the House if they could just do this or that. I mean, look, the best the Republicans were ever going to do, and this is what I had advocated actually on your show a few weeks, is to just do a series of continuing resolutions for short periods of time. And I thought what they could do on that is they could message very clearly about two things that are that, that one John brought up at the beginning is that the Department of Justice is out of control, totally corrupt from Donald Trump to what's happening on the to the January 6 people. That should not happen. The Republicans should stand firm that they are not going to fund the government permanently through the rest of the year until that issue is dealt with. And then secondly, we have a damn invasion going on at the border. And that's the other issue. And I think if the Republicans could message on that. Um, and but continue, but not shut down the government and look ridiculous, not look, you know, look stupid and not think that you're going to like push something through with a Biden and a, and a Chuck Schumer, but basically build the case for the American people that the that that, that Obama, I say Obama because it really is Obama, that team Obama, the corrupt Justice Department and the border. This is why the Republicans are not going to do a permanent spending resolution and why they would be doing two weeks, three weeks, you know, a month, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, such an important thing. I want to stay on that Justice Department a little bit more. Top of the show, we introduced to the audience uh, a new memo. It's from February 2021. Joe Biden's been in office maybe two weeks. And his political appointees at the Justice Department suddenly demand a briefing from Delaware into the Hunter Biden case. Uh, kind of a little bit different than the portrayal that Attorney General Merrick Garland, who said, we never stuck our finger in that drink. We left the Delaware Attorney General alone. We now know at the end of the case, they were involved in the negotiation of the plea deal. The beginning, they want to know what was going on. Uh, how unusual is that and how concerning is it given the assurances Merrick Garland's been giving Congress? Well, look, this could be the first glimpse into what I've been saying for a very long time. And then that is that Team Obama have inserted into the National Security Division of the FBI and the Department of Justice. This is where the plumbers are. This is where the operatives are. This is where the people that are doing the worst things at the Justice Department throughout our government. This is where they live. Um, This is what we found out during the Russia hoax. We now have found it out, John, through your great reporting on the Ukraine impeachment hoax. This is all hidden in the National Security Division. Why? Because it's the area where they can wall off the rest of the Department of Justice and the FBI and say, oh, this is top secret. Our nation is at risk. Things could blow up. People could die if nobody if 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 people learn about this. This is why we have to keep it so secret. Well, what they've done is I think that whole place is full of a bunch of rats. I mean, it's what we found originally back in the back in the day uh, during the Russia hoax. And I don't think it's changed. All right, folks, we're going to take a little bit of Hollywood time next. That's right. Dinesh D'Souza with his brand new movie out. You won't want to miss it. We'll have that next here on John Solomon Reports podcast from Just the News right after these messages. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back, America. As you may know by now, it's probably why you watch our show. Unlike most media outlets, John and I are unafraid to point out the injustices of our political systems and government agencies. And with great thanks to John's investigative work and top-tier reporting, almost every week we reveal more troubling information that takes shape within our Justice Department and the FBI. And just last month, more than two-thirds of American voters admitted that they are concerned with our nation turning into a police state. But this issue issue isn't necessarily a new one. It's only becoming more apparent as the days go by. So Dinesh D'Souza is an author and filmmaker and has a new movie coming out called what? Police State. And I want to check. I want you to check out a part of the trailer. Here it is. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? 
government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. Joining us now is the filmmaker himself, Dinesh. Welcome back to the show, sir. Good to see you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Sir, you know, as I kind of teased at the top of the segment, this this has been going on for a while. It really, I think, has just reached a very public boiling point. But it always seems to go in one direction, doesn't it? Yes, I think that the uh, police state is much uh, bigger than FBI targeting or even the targeting of all the police agencies of government, Department of Homeland Security and so on, although it certainly includes all of that. Because when you think about police states abroad, I mean, think of North Korea, China, the old Soviet Union, you see mass surveillance of citizens, you see um, widespread censorship, you see um, ideological indoctrination in the schools and in the media, you see the emergence of political prisoners, you see the effort to create a one-party state, and it's not they don't have elections, some of these police states do have elections, but effective opposition is neutralized. And so all of these features of police states, in fact, the very definition of unfree societies around the world, we see all these things now emerging in the United States. So the political targeting, the FBI, that's all part of it, but that's not the whole of it. Yeah, that's yeah. a great, great point. And Dinesh, one of the things that I think has shocked me in the last couple of years has been the acceptance among elitists and mainstream media of censorship, government enforced, government imposed, government encouraged censorship. I never thought in my lifetime I'd live in an era where people in my own profession even, oh, that's okay. Well, if you want to get rid of disinformation, which means anything that disagrees with me, uh, go ahead and do that. I, I, the, the fact that First Amendment dependent uh, industries are now accepting it is so scary to me. Why do you think that's going on? What happened to cause that uh, a fundamental loss of appreciation for free speech? I think what makes the puzzle even uh, bigger is simply the fact that the left, if you remember, John, going back to the 60s and 70s, was the champion of free speech. They were. The left was pushing the margins on free speech, and they were challenging obscenity laws. They were challenging the use of the F word. Their point was they were the free speech absolutists, so to speak. And there was the Berkeley free speech movement out of Berkeley coming from the left. Right. Now, I think in retrospect, we have to uh, make a sobering uh, judgment, and that is it could be that the people who championed free speech at that time meant nothing more than we want free speech for us. In other words, although they made their arguments in terms of principle, free speech, the truth of it is that what they meant is we are being suppressed and we don't like it. The moment that those same people got power, they forgot about all those arguments because they no longer were tactically valuable to them. And they realized, hey, if we can suppress our opposition, we're only too happy to do it. Wow. That's unbelievable. Um, Dinesh, I think that the narrative is punching through, though, with respect to the abuses of governmental agencies, because Rasmussen put out a poll last week 
And a lot of folks will say, oh, it's a Rasmussen poll, it leans conservative. But they also polled Democrats, and they found that 67% of Democrats are concerned about America becoming a police state. And it's not necessarily throwing anyone behind bars, right? It, it, it can be the lowest learner IRS scandal where they threaten your livelihood and effectively tried to squash the Tea Party movement in the crib. Talk to us about how even Democrats are, are seeing this and maybe they're gonna see your film and that's gonna reinforce it. I have found among Democrats and on the left a, a forked reaction, by which I mean a kind of, they go into two opposite extremes. There are some Democrats who are uneasy and have anxiety. They can kind of see there's something wrong when you say things like democracy is on the ballot. And so we have to prosecute the leading candidate of the opposition party to save democracy. I mean, there's a clear element of Orwellian doublespeak. And there are ordinary Democrats who realize this. But and it's a very big but. When you look at the public figures who represent the left and the Democratic Party, interestingly, those guys, if you were to say to them, do you think America's becoming a police state? They would go, yes, Dinesh, I agree. And you guys are causing it. In other words, Trump is the authoritarian who's trying to impose a police state, the police state dangerous coming from the right and not from the left. And so you listen to these guys and you realize they're using a completely different definition of liberty and freedom than we are. They mean that abortion rights are now in jeopardy, trans rights are being endangered. So it goes beyond Trump. They think Trump is the, the, the master authoritarian, if you will, but there's a broader movement on the right to create a police state. Now, I think nothing could be more absurd, but the film does consider this and say, all right, just to try to find out who is behind the police state, who's driving it, we've got to look at what is the meaning of a police state, how it got started, how it is organized, and who's in charge. Yeah, those are essential questions. They really are. And uh, I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be very exciting. Dinesh, um, there is beyond the administrative state and the official government agencies, a layer of nonprofits that also seem to be in collaboration, whether it's censorship or if you take, for instance, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which grew out of the 60s civil rights movement, uh, now calling any parent who dare challenge their school board an extremist or an anti-government extremist or a hate group. Uh, talk a little bit about the layer of nonprofits that support or set up the actions of the police state. Well, the example of censorship shows that you're dealing with an octopus that is sprawling uh, across the private sector and the public sector. It includes elements of academia. It includes the nonprofit sector. So sometimes what happens is the government doesn't want to be kind of caught to obviously fiddling with free speech. It seems too blatant a violation of the First Amendment. So the government agencies supply the sort of prohibited lists to the Stanford Internet Observatory or one of the right. nonprofit groups. And the nonprofit groups then do the handoff to the digital platforms. And so you, you begin to see you're not dealing with one thing, you're dealing with multiple uh, groups working in coordination. This is actually what interests me greatly. Even when you think about something, John, like the suppression of the Hunter Biden story, think about it. You know, if this were Stalinist Russia or Nazi Germany, you know, a minister of information would say, none of you can publish this. If you do, you're going to jail. But what we have is thousands of independent journalists working for hundreds of news organizations who, who aren't openly conspiring. I mean, they don't go on a Zoom call every morning at 7 a.m. and decide, let's all suppress the Hunter Biden story. And yet they act as if they did. They, in other words, there's a level of coordination that is almost the same as if they had sat down to conspire together, which they obviously haven't. Yeah. 
that's a great point. Dinesh, very quickly before we go, I want to make sure that folks on Capitol Hill know that you are holding a screening just for them. Give, give us the details about that. Well, we're going to do a special screening for congressmen and senators in November, in mid-November. And But the movie is available in hundreds of theaters on two days, October 23rd and October 25th. And then October 27th, we have a virtual premiere. So you can watch nationwide. You can essentially log on policestatefilm.net. All right, folks, I got a three-letter word that's lighting up politics, RFK. RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the man who runs his super PAC, the man who knows more about Bobby Kennedy's presidential campaign than anyone else I know. Tony Lyons, up next, he'll explain why Bobby Kennedy is making such a big challenge and why he's thinking of running a third-party independent run against President Biden. We'll have that next after these messages. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. We are 399 days away from the next election. You have Joe Biden, who insists that he is running again. You've got Donald Trump, who is at least 40 points ahead in practically every poll. You have Cornell West, who is likely to be a Green Party spoiler for Democrats. And then you've got RFK Jr. So many conversations surrounding him. Such an interesting figure in politics. So we've got the co-chair and the co-founder of RFK Jr.'s PAC, American Values, to join the show. Thank you so much for being here. Tony Lyons, great to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, I know that your PAC has conducted some pretty important polling. Tell us what you found and tell us if that has anything to do with this announcement coming next week in Philly. Yeah. So, you know, we were thinking that this was a possibility that Bobby Kennedy might be running as a third party candidate. So we did some polling last week. And what we found was that Bobby Kennedy would start as a third party candidate at the highest level that any third party candidate has ever started in the history of the country. So he would start where Ross Perot ended, which is at 19 percent. And, you know, Biden and Trump are at about 38 percent. So Bobby really could as a third party candidate. Uh, you know, Ross Perot spent just an incredible fortune on getting to 19%. And like I said, that's where Bobby Kennedy starts. Yeah, uh, I still have uh, great memories of the pro campaign, did a lot of work on that one back in 92. Um, what are the keys for someone when you start a third party? There's a lot of infrastructure that has to be built. You got to get on the ballot. You got to get recognition. Talk a little bit about the ground game that goes into starting such a momentous effort as a third party. Yeah, there's a ton of work that goes into that. But if you've watched Bobby, you know, in the last couple of months, 
he's been crisscrossing the country. I mean, he has so much energy and he's in such great physical condition that, you know, he has the strength and the power and the will to really go into every state, do whatever he needs to do, tell people the truth, which, you know, I, I think no other candidate is doing now, and that he will have this big groundswell of people who just want to have a candidate that's not corrupt, that is not tied to any political party, not the RNC or the DNC, who, you know, for decades now have been just sort of in the pocket of big corporations. And the people in this country want somebody who's going to fight for them, not somebody who's going to fight for, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, I, I think that there has been this groundswell of a desire to have outsiders in politics. And we obviously saw that in 2016 with President Trump. But RFK Jr. is kind of paradoxical in that he is a Kennedy. He is a part of that dynastic family. But he also is kind of an outsider because... You know, a lot of political establishment, especially pertaining to pharmaceuticals, have shunned him. I've got to imagine that that is something that is a, a pretty sizable appeal for him among independents. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, I think people really want some kind of change. And you did see that with Donald Trump. You know, people thought that Donald Trump couldn't go the distance. People discounted him all along. But the people in this country, I mean, one of the things that came up in our poll is that 50% of the people in the country are open to a third party candidate. And, you know, 80% of the people are tired of these kinds of partisan politics where, you know, the primaries are absolutely rigged. And the DNC was really trying to deny voters the opportunity to be heard. And they don't want that. They're tired of that. They want to be heard. They want to have the candidates in front of them who make an argument of what they're going to do as president to help the people of this country and not just have those decisions forced on them. Yeah, such a great point. And I think the fact that Joe Biden has shunned any debates with Bobby Kennedy has really played into uh, a more disenchantment. Uh, here's a tricky question. So obviously the Kennedy name is associated with democratic politics. It has uh, been such a gold name in America for so long. How does Bobby Kennedy run as an independent with all the history of great uh, Democrats? And does he run against the Democratic Party saying, hey, that's just not my, my family's Democratic Party anymore? Does he disassociate so that he can create his own lane in this election? So, I mean, you know, one of the big points that the DNC's made is that, you know, Bobby running, um, you know, hurts the DNC. And what really what what you can really see from the polling that we did is that Bobby is taking equally from both sides. Yeah. That it's, it's that millions and millions of people are tired of being disenfranchised and they're tired of being taken for granted and they want to have real choice. So I think that that's what you're seeing here is that Bobby is running as a candidate who would unify the country, who wants to bring people together to fight all of the common problems that need to be looked at. And that, you know, while the DNC is fighting the RNC, you know, nobody's really looking at what's best for the people of this country. Yeah. Tony, I want to operate under the assumption that RFK does officially declare as an independent candidate. Um, what are going to be the biggest issues that he's going to have to speak on for independence? And is there any part of his his existing platform that's going to have to be reconfigured to cater to those concerns? I mean, I, I think most of the things that that he really cares about, you know, 
uh, you know, some of the things are, um, you know, things that that the right likes and some are things that the left has liked in the past but doesn't like now. So, you know, Bobby is definitely for a very strong border. He definitely wants to get us out of all these foreign wars. He wants to really fight for the middle class because they've been left behind. And, you know, 57 percent of the people in this country now don't have a thousand dollars in the bank. So we're the richest and most powerful country on Earth. And we're spending all of our money on these foreign wars. And, you know, we're spending all of our money protecting big corporate profits. And so Bobby is right in the center there because he is fighting for, you know, for all the people in this country. So he isn't really for the right or the left. He's somebody who just cares about making this country work for the people of this country. Yeah. And he's also been so instrumental in, in uh, prompting a dialogue about the public health institutions, kind of letting the American people down. We got about 40 seconds left. Could you tell us how important reforming public health will be to his agenda? Yeah, it's going to be a really big part of it. You know, one of the things that, that we found is that 75 percent of the FDA budget comes from the companies that they're supposed to be regulating. And the right. same kind of thing is true of the CDC you know, and, and really all the branches of government now, I mean, all of the government agencies. So we need somebody who's going to break that up, who's going to get big corporations out of government so that the government can really do what it's meant to do, which is protect the people of this country. Folks, that wraps up the Sunday edition of John Solomon Reports. A big thank you to Alan Wilson, Devin Nunes, Glenn Grothman, Dinesh D'Souza, and Tony Lyons for such vibrant conversation, education, facts, that's why we're so lucky here. And also, if you want to breathe a little bit better during this fall allergy season, go get an EnviroCleanse ear purifier. It's very simple. Go to ekpure.com slash Just News or use the Just News Just News checkout code at checkout. You'll get a big discount, free shipping, and a free air monitor to show the improvement of air quality in your home from our good friends and partners at EnviroCleanse. Folks, that wraps up the Sunday Brunch Edition. We'll be back tomorrow. With regular programming, Donald Trump for the whole hour. We'll have that on Monday. Until then, God bless you and have a great, great evening. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected 
for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar's down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 